Try Jupiter Organic CBD. It helps relax your mind and body for better and deeper sleep. Jupiter Organic CBD is designed to work like an off button for your daily stress. And no, you will not get high, maybe in your dreams. You can try Jupiter by going to getjupiter.com and using promo code ASMR for 10% off. That's getjupiter.com, promo code ASMR, and enjoy a 10% discount. Hello everyone, and welcome to another episode of Sleep and Relax ASMR. This ramble is a special one. You know, every episode is special, but this one is extra special because I've got a message to my Canadian listeners out there. Hey, I see you. I love you too. Do I love my American listeners? Of course. UK, yes. Australia, Sweden, Germany, South Korea, Brazil. Yes, 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 yes. Across the board. Of course. It's just that I reviewed the analytics for Sleep and Relax ASMR this year. And the audience in Canada grew a whopping 171%. A 171% growth in anything is amazing. You know, to put that in perspective, that's like you have one item of anything, and then you look away, and then you look back at it, and after that time, there's 13 of one item. You know, it's like you have one pound of soup, and then you wait a little while, and you have 13 pounds of soup. You know, the analogy is very poor, but you get what I mean. Hopefully. Nothing beats a nice tomato soup. A Mexican sopa azteca for me is the best soup anyone could ever have. You know, showing some love to my Mexican listeners, but it's true. It's like a nice, arty tomato soup with some cheese on the bottom and just unbelievable. But so, so Canada, yeah, thanks guys for stopping by. Glad you could take uh, time to listen to the show in between rips, maybe in between uh, a smoke break, smoking a couple darts. Really appreciate it. Don't smoke, it's a terrible habit, but you know, I just wanted to show you I know what a dart is. And again, I do appreciate everyone, but the number of Canadian listeners just stood out to me because of the difference. It was the country that experienced the single largest increase in listenership. So I wanted to take this moment to not only thank my listeners in general, thank you, but I wanted to make a little special episode for Canadians to tell you what I love about Canada. And if you're Canadian, you'll love it because I'm just going to be, you know, saying all these nice things. And if you're not Canadian, you'll still like it because you'll, you'll be so bored by my perspective of what I like about Canada that you'll fall asleep probably because... Because that's the name of the game anyway, isn't it? So, um, Okay, so what do I love about Canada? So first and foremost, I love Putin. 
I have yet to find somewhere near me here in the USA that makes Putin. I went to Disney World at this point about three years ago, and they offered what they called Putin at Epcot, and it really wasn't that. Guys, it's very simple. French fries, gravy, cheese curds. Three ingredients. So simple. You get a pack of shoestring french fries. Put them in oil or in an air fryer. Whatever you want. Heat up some brown gravy. Get it nice and warm. On the side you're going to get a nice bag of fresh cheese curds. That nice squeaky stuff. As the french fries come out and are hot, apply the fluffy deliciousness of cheese curds on the top of the fries. Then proceed to take the steamy brown gravy and apply copious amounts for optimum eating and enjoyment. And it's really that easy. So what did Disney do to Putin? They took french fries. Thick, bland ones. They applied what was like a cheese sauce and not cheese curds. And they put a smidge of white country-style gravy. I really love country gravy. Like, if I'm ever at Cracker Barrel, I enjoy that as one of the side dishes. But it has no place on Putin. French fries, brown gravy, cheese curds, that's it. I should make it a point to start my own Putin food truck. Um, like, I'm sure I can't find it somewhere. But no one can get this simple, delicious food item done. It's infuriating. The other thing I enjoyed um, quite a lot in Canada, this is as a side, because it's not really Canadian, but, you know, it's kind of like woven into the fabric of Canadian society now, is proper shawarma, you know, like lamb or chicken on the rack that spins and, you know, they, they cut with a long knife and wrap up in a delicious fluffy pita. That's another item near me that uh, I really haven't found anywhere here uh, in the U.S. Where, where I'm located, which, you know, I'm sure if I were in, I don't know, the Northeast, maybe, that would... Uh, not be the case. I can probably find it, but anyway. Anyway, I was perusing, if you will, uh, here on the internet, and um, I came across an article titled 10 Things You Probably Didn't Know About Putin from a lovely little website named Cottage Life. I couldn't resist but to click on it. So let's run through it. is entirely sure where Putin originated. The traditional story is that Putin originated in the 50s in Warwick, Quebec, at a restaurant called Le Lutin something else. I don't speak French. Upon being asked to add cheese curds to a customer's fries, owner Fernand Lachance responded, that's going to make a dreadful mess. However, there are several other origin stories. It's safe to say, though, that 
Rasputin has its origins mid-century somewhere in rural Quebec. Number two, Putin wasn't always called Putin. At first, Putin was simple, a 50-50 mixture of cheese curds and fries. When gravy got added somewhere along the way, it was called mixed. Putin was adopted when large chains started selling the concoction, cheese, gravy, and all. Number three, Newfoundland has its own variation of Putin. It is Newfoundland, right? It's not Newfoundland. It's Newfoundland. The Newfies. A place in Canada I've never had the pleasure of visiting. I've only been in Ontario. I've never, well, that's not true. I have spent a little bit of time in Quebec in Montreal, very briefly in Quebec City. Total clash of cultures, you know, like it's, it's amazing how in Ontario it's like, you know, what I think a lot of people would consider, you know, don't, don't at me if I get this wrong, but it's like traditional Canadians, I don't know. And Quebecs are, you know, Quebecers are, you know, like they want to be their own whole different identity because they are. So it was very interesting to me how traveling from Ontario into Quebec and back, it's like being in basically two different countries. Because in the U.S., when you travel from state to state, there are certainly some, you know, differences. You know, someone from Kentucky is not necessarily going to be similar at all to someone from you know, I don't know, Washington State, you know, someone from Florida is probably going to be different than someone from New Hampshire, you know, someone from Iowa is different from someone in, you know, whatever, you know, Massachusetts, but the sort of clash between Ontario and Quebec and how proud Quebecers, Quebecois are to be from there kind of their own separate identity was really, really interesting to see. But let's get back to uh, Putin. Uh, so as I said, number three, Newfoundland has its own variation of Putin. Many restaurants in Newfoundland serve chips, dressing, and gravy with dressing, also known as stuffing, used in place of the cheese curds. And I'm, I don't quite remember our newfies, the one that have like a really funny accent. They say like, my mother, my father. Kind of like that. Help me out, beloved Canadian listeners. Let me know if I'm uh, getting that right. Again, I've never been to Finland, and I've never been to uh, any other provinces aside from Ontario and Quebec. Putin fact. Number four, for your enjoyment, hunger, and rest this evening, or morning if you want to take a nap, or afternoon, who cares. Putin is the subject of heated debate. At the 2010 Leacock debate in Toronto, celebrities including CBC's Carol Off and author Andrew Piper squared off over whether Putin should become Canada's national dish. The pro side won by a narrow margin. This is an interesting 
of Canada? I will say, as an American, I think the answer is absolutely yes. And I'll say why. When you ask a fourth or fifth generation Canadian, what is a traditional Canadian dish? You know, they may say some kind of like, you know, shepherd's pie. Uh, they will include even fish and chips, depending on who you ask, you know. But that's obviously what's occurred there is you have, you know, British, Scottish, you know, basically European settlers from generations back that basically just brought over to Canada when they settled there. Those dishes. It's not to say that Canada can also claim that because, I mean, you can do whatever you want. And obviously, again, it's so deeply um, entrenched and really ingrained into Canadian tradition that I think it's valid 100%. With Putin, you have a truly um, unique dish to your country, you know. Um, and so, again, with a lot of Canadian quote unquote traditional food, you're really just getting variations of different European countries, people that have settled there, you know, hundreds of years ago, and generations later, people are enjoying that same food. If it were up to me, I would have Putin as the national dish, and I would also throw Nanaimo bars in there. If you don't know what a Nanaimo bar is, I think it's a layer of chocolate with coconut, and I think maybe white chocolate as well, something like that. It's a really interesting kind of three-layered, three layers or four, I think it's three layers. But it's basically, again, like chocolate with a hard shell on top, uh, coconut, and again, I think white chocolate filling as well. And they just kind of look like, you know, like regular, let's say, candy bars or squares or whatever. But um, that is something that I'm fairly certain is also exclusive to Canada. I might be wrong. So, if Nanaimo bars are actually, uh, you know, a kind of shared dessert between Canada and another country or countries, let me know. But definitely, Putin, national dish, I'm all in agreement. restaurant Joe Beavers broke the record for the world's largest Putin. Joe Beavers Putin weighed in at hold on to your cholesterol 1,949 pounds which was more than 800 pounds heavier than the previous record holder. I really hope that if you may close to 2,000 pounds that you basically gave it all away for people to eat because goodness, 2,000 pounds of cheese, potatoes and gravy going down the drain like that would be really quite the tragedy 
Tacos by Mark Restaurant offers a lobster poutine for $27. Restaurant in Montreal offers a foie gras poutine for $24. If you truly want to get bank breaking and a little disgusting, order a large poutine at Toronto's Disgraceland and add every topping on the menu. That'll cost you a cool $85. Poutine fact number seven you can drink it. You could liquefy poutine in a blender. gross on for a bottle of Jones sodas, cheese, and gravy flavored poutine soda. No thank you. On to fact number eight because I don't even want to think about that. Number eight. Poutine is one of Canada's greatest inventions. It's number ten on a list put together by CBC in 2007 with input from such Canadian luminaries as Margaret Atwood, Mike Holmes, and Preston Manning. Poutine beat out standard time, the bloody Caesar, and the blackberry the telephone, and five-pin bowling, among others. Number nine, it's in the dictionary. Putin was the Oxford English Dictionary's word of the day on June 30th, 2014, and was added to the Merriam-Webster Dictionary that same year. episode and probably for the remainder of the life of this podcast. McPoutine is a thing. Well, it's just called Putin, but McDonald's offers Putin as a permanent menu item across Canada. So, there you go. That's enough Putin for today. So what else do I love about you, Canada? I love the way you say Toronto and not Toronto as an American. I didn't get it, but finally after spending a few weeks in Canada, I think I got it down. Toronto. Because you ask any American, for the most part, any American I know, which is like, I don't know, 40 in total maybe, they call it Toronto. And Canadians like to kind of whip it by. Um, I love the fact that Canada has a city named Saskatoon in a province named Saskatchewan. I love the idea of Saskatoon, Saskatchewan being a real place. I remember vividly going to a college fair during my junior year of high school. of Saskatoon, I believe. I remember if it was the University of Saskatchewan or University of Saskatoon. And really not joking about this, I spent quite literally probably four, five, six minutes with this school representative understanding what Saskatoon was and where Saskatchewan was. I couldn't tell if he was saying University of Saskatoon and then switched to saying Saskatchewan on purpose if it was a mistake if it was 
So I spent, again, four to six minutes asking this person to clarify, is Saskatoon inside of Saskatchewan? Is it just Saskatoon? Did you make a mistake? I don't hear the difference. Because all I heard was, it's, again, a university in Saskatchewan. So I kept asking, well, why is it called the University of Saskatoon if it's in Saskatchewan? Because Saskatoon's in, anyway. Saskatoon, 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 Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan. It's like one of those typical uh, ASMR um, sounds that people just come up with. Saskatoon, 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 Saskatchewan, Saskatchewan. to say I did not attend the University of Saskatoon in Saskatchewan, but uh, if you're from Saskatoon or from Saskatchewan, let me know. I'd love to know what you guys do out there other than watch uh, the uh, Rough Riders, which is their CFL team. So, on to the next uh, topic. Um, I do love the general politeness of Canadians. It's a real thing. exaggerate a bit um, it's not it's it's not that I think Canadians are super friendly every time uh, but the way I've experienced it is kind of like this assume a zero is the rudest person that could possibly exist while a 10 is the nicest friendliest human being you could ever meet almost every time I meet a Canadian it is somewhere between five and seven. Either polite, nice, to generally very pleasant and friendly. I haven't met too many Canadians that are a two, nor have I met too many that are a nine off the bat. You know, and so I love you, Canada, for being consistent. As I've traveled, I've come across similar places. English Drake, I feel it's not too far off from how Canadians are, for example, where Everyone is just about a 5 to a 7. You know, it's never very rude, never overly polite. Um, people in Florida skirt on either side, so they're either uh, a 0 to a 3 or a 7 to 10. But at this point, I've just chucked it up to, like, all quirk about Floridians, and I'll just take it in a stride. Um, I love the seasons in general in Canada, although it does get way too cold in winter. I spent some time in Ottawa, and wow, just absolutely brutal how cold it would get, you know, and the winter blues is a real thing, you know, there were days I had summer, and, you know, maybe 7, 8 o'clock in the morning, not really seeing the sun, and I would leave at, say, 5 or 6 p.m., and it would be dark already, and that gets you in a mood sometimes, um, but overall, it's beautiful. You know, it's kind of nice to spend time in a place where you get to experience a full year of seasons. Um, you know, but you miss the sun, and, you know, I don't miss, like, salt ruining pants and staining shoes. You know, I know someone who bought one of those uh, sunlight simulator lights. I'm not sure what it's called. Just to get a little extra light and vitamin D to combat the winter blues.
Thanks as always for listening and 